eight months. It's been a very long eight months since I shot my last short film, The Leak. And in that time, I bought a brand new camera, a bunch of new gear, good lenses, all that good stuff. And last week, I shot another short film. There's something to be said for practice. Practice makes perfect all those good expressions. Practice, 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 10,000 hours, all that happy stuff. Well, done is better than perfect. But I wouldn't go to the World Series without stepping into the batting cages. And in cinematography and sometimes just art forms in general, it's a very lonely and isolated place. It's really hard to practice our craft. Recently, as a means to an end um, and to provide a better outlet, kind of revamped my YouTube channel. One of the first videos that I did I kind of replied to another YouTuber by the name of Nigel Barros. Barros? I did this in the video too. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But he had put up a video where he uh, took a movie that he really liked and he matched the framing and composition from some of the shots in that movie as a way for, for him to practice his cinematography. And I thought that this was absolutely brilliant and inspirational. So I went out and I did it and I filmed the process of me doing it and uploaded it to YouTube because I think that that there is value in practice. And I think practicing in, in this realm, in this art form is extremely difficult, especially by yourself. But something like practicing framing and composition with a camera is something that you can do by yourself. I, I know that I make a lot of comparisons here to music because for those of you that don't do film, I don't want you to feel left out. But this is kind of like playing a uh, guitar along to a drum track or a bass track. It's, it's being able to put that practice in essentially with an aid. And in this case, that aid being a frame, um, a shot from another movie. So doing all this um, practice, it helped me realize, like, my framing composition, like, I kind of got a good eye for it. Not to pat myself on the back too much, but I thought I did a pretty bang-up job. Nigel himself commented, reached out, told me I did a good job. And there's going to be more of these here on the YouTube channel uh, in the future. And you can check out the channel on uh, jaredbritt.com. It'll bring you to all my links. Uh, if that's something you want to check out. But the the important thing here isn't that I just got some reps in, I got some practice in, but I actually got pretty inspired. So I wake up one of these weekends and I look at uh, my beautiful girlfriend, Emma, and I said, hey, I'd really like to film something. You got any ideas? Which, 
you know, usually it's up to me to come up with the ideas, but all I knew in that moment is that I wanted to film something. And her exact words were, Why don't you do a lion, witch, in the wardrobe kind of a Narnia thing? And off to the races I went. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Now, let's backtrack a little. A couple months ago, I decided that I wanted a new camera. Now, maybe in another episode, I will discuss my debilitating uh, diagnosis of gas, gear acquisition syndrome. For all you gearheads out there that love cameras and tech, I have owned a Sony FS5 Mark II. Um, I have owned the Blackmagic Pocket Camera 6K. I've owned the 6K Pro. I've owned a Fuji X-T4, the Sony A6600, and a litany of lenses and and other things in between there. Uh, But more recently, I actually settled on the Canon C70. I'm somebody that's always wanted a B camera as well um, because I, I tried to do the YouTube thing. So I also picked up the Canon R6. Now, when I first started YouTube, I was doing this fishing thing, and I had started with um, my phone, and then a GoPro, and then I eventually got the Canon SL2. So Canon isn't something that I was estranged to, but it's not like my go-to in the cinema space. In the cinema space, I thought Blackmagic was doing great, the Red Komodo was essentially my dream camera, and if all else failed, I would go back to Sony, even though I fucking hate working with S-Log2 and S-Log3 because I don't want to fucking overexpose my image in order to capture a good image. You should just build a goddamn log curve that exposes well and correctly, and I don't have to fucking watch it. The Canon C70 shoots raw, excellent dynamic range. The dual gain output sensor is incredible. It's the first, it was the first RF cinema camera, uh, super 35 sensor, which I love the super 35 sensor. Um, I don't think our full frame sensors are quite there yet. Uh, unless you're shooting on an a7s3, it's pretty awesome. As far as uh prosumer cameras go, all that being said, uh, I haven't really used the camera to do anything yet. The C70. So my my constant itch, like, you know, just shooting like a talking head video and shooting a couple of scenes and, and popping something up on YouTube didn't scratch that itch. Um, in fact, it made the itch a lot worse, right? So now we're back. Emma wants to do some Narnia shit. I'm excited. I know right where we're going. I know right what we're doing. We shoot the film. It takes like three days in three locations. Um, I say days. We're talking minutes, you know, um, at two of the locations and essentially like an hour and another one, uh, nothing big at all. Uh, combination of shots. I threw the, uh, R6 on a gimbal to get some shots. And then it was like monopod and handheld with the C70 for the rest. Super simple stuff. We go into post. I'm super happy with all the footage. I get the rough cut all positioned in. And all set up. Love the shots. Love the colors. God damn it. I love the sensor on the Canon C70. I will tell you, just like as a as a side note, 
if Canon decided to come out with like the R7C and instead of the sensor that's currently in the R7, they put like this C70 sensor in a small like APS-C mirrorless body, I would <laughs> I would buy it immediately. I love that sensor. I can't say enough good things about it. But anyway, yeah, we get out, we do the thing. I'm super happy with all the footage. Clean it all up. It looks really good. And I forgot like how much I love filmmaking. Like we shot the entire short film with like natural available light. Uh, didn't do like anything in particular, just camera tricks um, and a lot of post-production work. And I just, I forgot like how much fun it is to run around in the goddamn woods and make a film. Which brings me to my point. If you don't go out there and do the thing that you want to do in any capacity, you can still love it, but just be careful about forgetting how much you love it. You can pick up your guitar every day, go through your scales, get a little bit of practice in, but unless you like write a thing or, or jam along to like a track or, or do whatever it is that you musicians do, then you're not doing like the actual full thing that you love. What I mean by that is like, so I make the YouTube video and it just makes that itch worse. I had to go do the thing. I had to make a film because that's what I want to do. I want to be a filmmaker. If you only like set up your art studio so you can paint the landscape outside of your window and you get your studio all set up, you get your lighting all set up, like you know exactly where you're going to sit. You get your easel all positioned just well. You get the like the seat that you really want. You do the whole thing. I don't I don't know if this is how that actually works, but you get the point. But you never actually like sit down to paint the fucking picture. Practice is important, but so is playing the game. You got to get out and do the thing. And I just, I wanted to stress that to you guys right now while I'm still feeling it because I'm still kind of riding the high. I let eight months go by without like doing a fucking thing, just playing with cameras and, and, and trying to treat my gear acquisition syndrome, <laughs> uh, looking around at cameras and getting too involved with tech, but not actually shooting a fucking thing, which is so interesting. Like this short has brought me into contact with a lot of other creators in the space. I, I, I try to like talk gear to them. <laughs> and some of these guys don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. They're like, oh, really? That does that? Or like, oh, those lenses are coming out? That's cool. And they don't know. And that's because they're too busy making shit. They're too busy doing the fucking thing. And like, that's wisdom, right? Like, here's these people who I admire and I look up to that are already doing the thing that I want to do. And they're not operating like in the same mind state that I am, which is somebody who's like watching all the gear and, and doing all the things like I'm too caught up in that. And then they're too caught up in actually making the fucking things that they want to make. So that's a lesson to me. I want it to be a lesson to you. Uh, as you guys know, this is like, you know, almost like a form of meditation for me. It's a way for me to hold myself accountable. If I say these things out loud then I can reflect on them, and hopefully it helps you. But practice is good. Playing the game is better. 
failing forward, putting all your tools to use, everything that we've ever talked about is all useless unless you're using it, right? You don't just throw your toolbox in the car and drive around and wait to use it. You throw your toolbox in the car when you're ready to go do the job. So my advice for this week, month, whatever, get out there and do that fucking thing that you love. It feels good. This short film got so much attention from people that I really admire um, and respect and people that are doing a lot better than I am. And uh, that form of validation of, you know, like fucking being recognized for something that you want to do is like really validating and incredible. You know, like, uh, so I got 14... 1400 subscribers on YouTube. I'm a really small creator. Um, and I built that off of like fishing, right? Going fishing, catching fish, reviewing fishing gear, the whole fucking thing. And when I got out of that and got more into the filmmaking aspect, the storytelling aspect, I knew that I couldn't keep just making fishing videos. I had to do more than that. And I was so nervous that I would just lose tons and tons of people off of my channel. And I did, I lost, I lost a fair amount of subscribers, but what I've gained in like self-respect, self-motivation and connections, um, and just like external validation. Like this was the first short film I ever put out where people were like DMing me, like, I'm going to share this. More people need to see it. And they weren't my friends. These were fellow creators in the space. That feeling. It's like fucking, you know, playing softball with your friends and goddamn, you know, Derek Jeter, I guess, like runs up to you and he's like, hey, good job out there, right? You'd be like, holy fucking shit. Like baseball was your jam or softball was your jam. And somebody that you respect came and fucking told you that you were doing a good job. You would carry that. But you're never going to get there unless you're doing the thing. And and I'm talking about like that external validation. But the reason why I'm so stoked on it right now is that internal validation of doing it. Getting out there and doing the fucking thing. I hope you guys are a little bit motivated to get out there and do something cool. Um, if you do, if this podcast has made you do something, send it to me. Find me on jaredbritt.com. There's ways to get in touch with me. Do so. Let me see your thing. I want to see what you made. That's cool shit. But anyway, this has been that. The short films on YouTube, also on jaredbritt.com. You can find all of my shit there. Um... Yeah, and and hopefully this helped you out. So again, my name is Jared. This has been the Head Cannon Podcast. And thank you very much for listening.